up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. All right, so schedule's out. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is contingency plans. Um, obviously, with everything that's going on right now in the world, and most sports and, and businesses in general are just shut down. Nothing's really happening. The NFL seems to have taken a stance where it's business as usual. We're just going to press on. Um, John Clayton had rumored that it was going to be AFC versus NFC over the first four weeks just so if there's four games that need to be cut from the schedule, that would be it without having to sacrifice any conference games that turn out to not be the case. Um, a few things I did notice, uh, every game in week two is a matchup of two teams with the same bye week. So I'm assuming that something that they could do where they are moving games from the second week of the season, I think this is like mid-September to, I guess, October, November. Uh, week three and week four, there's no division games across the NFL. And I'm assuming that in this scenario, the week one, we've moved to week 18, January 10th. And um, that the season would just start, I guess, the second week of October. Also, um, something that I've realized is that every NFL city that is awarded the Super Bowl needs to clear the schedule for several weeks before and after the game for a scenario like this. So with all that being said, guys, what do you think about the NFL's even releasing the schedule this early, um, considering everything that's going on, and do you think they've done enough to put contingencies in place in case that this season doesn't start on time? Man, you know the NFL is going to take any chance they get to get their ratings for any type of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. People are surprised that they dropped the schedule out at this time. I'm not surprised at all because there's no sports going on, and the NFL is all about the NFL. I mean, it's interesting you said that, though. I didn't realize they actually set up those scenarios. I had heard about the one for the week two situation where they could move games, but I didn't realize um, there were no division games week three and four. Three and four. That's interesting that they did that. I mean, obviously, with the virus going on, you don't know what's going to happen. It could get to a point where they probably try to kick off the season. And for all we know, the virus amounts, they total skyrocket again. And we have to go on, lock, on lockdown again. Like, it could be any situation. So, I mean, they had to do what they had to do as far as getting prepared, but we really truly don't know what's going to happen over these next four months. Right. And not even today. And this is the NFL. You know what I'm saying? They're, this is this is America's sport. Right. You know? And we know how the NFL is, who they think. So the NFL to me is the biggest difference between NFL and NBA is that the NFL views their core fans to be the people who would go march on, like, trying to see the governor of Michigan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, straight, <laughs> never straight up. Like, that's how, they, for whatever reason, that's who they view as being their court. Or you even mean, like, that's why in they, our own state, Cliff. That's why. Right, that's why they treat the cap shit the way they did, right? Because that's who they think mm-hmm. is more important. So they're going to keep it like business as usual, Yeah. right? But the truth is, they feel like they carry the torch for America into them, real America, is a certain people, right? That's who they think that their league is for the most. That's why they do a lot of the things they do. Mm-hmm. But then also, there is so much money at risk for these leagues. 
Like, let's say the NFL got postponed till January. They'd be sick. They would be disgusted. <laughs> like, I'm doing such on those reports that they, like, Shep, you're talking about, they think the cap, owners think the cap might potentially mm-hmm. go down 30 to $80 million. Do you know how much that would, that would change the league forever, essentially? Mm-hmm. So, also, you think yeah. you better tell Jerry Jones that a fucking pandemic is coming and that means no football? You're right. Jerry, like, damn it, Roger, we line it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, man. It's a situation where I don't think these owners are going to want to give even a, a, mm-hmm. a dime for whatever reason. And even though it's a pandemic and everything is shut down, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking in a way that this is down the line a few months from now. And I guess that's a way to go. But the realistic part of this is that here, sitting here on the first weekend of May, you have no idea when this thing's going to be over. It's, there's no end in sight right now, and the numbers are still going up. To think that you can get the season started by September is foolish, in my opinion. And you're, you're talking about having a training camp starting in three mm-hmm. months in July. How is that even going to be even more crazy to me is you notice, speaking of what you said, Cliff, how they, they don't want to lose any money. It was funny to me that not only did they put the full schedule out, they even listed the four preseason games. Like you would think they would probably say, you know, training camp might not be a, we might not have a full training camp. So we should probably also cut back on these preseason games. They're gonna do whatever they can to get that bottom dollar, bro. Man, we've been fighting against preseason games for years now in the middle of pandemic. Can you believe it all leave that off the schedule? Like y'all couldn't mm-hmm. just be easy for once. God damn. Full four like come <laughs> on, bro. Like we said, this is the first week of May. Training camp starts in July, so it's it, it's not close, but it's getting close. Man, if y'all really want to reduce the number of casualties to this thing, you need to reduce the number of people who are coming to your stadium when it's unnecessary. And I think a preseason game is the definition of unnecessary. Honestly, Honestly, what I was thinking was, I don't see why they don't truly just, I mean, they won't ever do it, but why not just scratch the idea of the preseason games for this year, even though they should do it forever, but scratch the preseason games. And when the teams do happen, whenever they do get their training camp in, let these teams scrimmage each other like, have a couple inner squad scrimmages where you know they get a little work in. You don't need the full four week preseason schedule. You know what I'm saying? No, you don't need it at all. Every team gets one three day, four day padded practice mm-hmm. with another team that's close by. I mean, the Ravens could could drive down and battling somebody yep. that's not in the same color as you. Um, it's a situation where I don't think they're they're going to do it because they know they have ticket holders over a barrel. The money's coming out of your account on the first of the month, no matter what you say. <laughs> and it gets you whether you go to the stadium or not. So, whatever. Listen, man. I think, I think they probably look at it like this is how many months down the line is it? Worst case scenario, you just scrap preseason altogether. Because it seems like what's most likely is there is like a mm-hmm. two week training camp, and then your whole season is fucked up, anyways. Right, like this is this is an asterisk season, most likely in all of these leagues. Yep, all yep. of them. Yep, uh, and we'll get to that on the podcast, I'm sure. But teams with new coaches and teams with new young quarterbacks, um, even the Redskins, to a degree, with such a young team, they're going to be boned this year. Uh, I don't know how they plan on really getting Dwayne Haskins or any of these young players up to speed. Um, it's going to be a hard situation to really get a team that's not already established. That's true. I mean, 
I'm not gonna give them too many excuses because I mean there are they, these dudes are professionals. Obviously, having a new coaching staff, your your team will be set back compared to a team like the Saints has had a coaching staff for over ten years. But I mean, we don't know how these virtual meetings are going on. Like, are they really getting into the playbook? Are they telling Dwayne, hey, after we discuss this or go to the field and work on this? Like, I'm sure I'm sure they're getting some work in, but I mean, obviously, it's not to what it would be as far as like a mini camp OTA type situation. Let's move on to the Redskins and their schedule. Um, they had the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL in 2020, uh, a .465 winning percentage from last year, which means absolutely nothing. It's also not a shock to see that every team from the NFC East and the AFC North in the bottom eight of the 32-team ranking as far as strength of schedule goes, just because every team outside of Baltimore was pretty bad last year. Uh, you know, the Eagles won the division at 9-7, and seven, so that just skews the entire rating right there. The Redskins don't play any teams coming off their bye this year, which is a nice break from previous years where it seemed like the Redskins only played teams coming off their bye in the middle of the season. And the Redskins don't have one single primetime game this year. First time since 1982. Yeah. When you go 3-13, you're not really privy to getting national eyes. So I'm not really tripping off that. And plus, you know, they lost eight straight games Monday Night Football. They're 5-24 and Monday Night Football since 98. One in seventeen, the last eighteen home Monday Night Football games, and they've lost forty-five games <laughs> Monday Night Football, most of any team. So, so I, for one, thank God, thank God. People, I don't want to have any. It is a beautiful thing. Listen, people keep saying zero. That Thanksgiving game is a prime time game. It's four thirty on Thanksgiving when everybody That's eating their hams and gravy. <laughs> like, like all things considered, that is right. prime right. time. That's more prime oh, yeah. time than a Monday Night game. That's more prime time oh, it's, it's a, than a funky ass. Sorry, that's more prime time than a funky ass Vikings game <laughs> on Thursday night that we play every fucking two years. So <laughs> this is that's yeah. that's prime time to me. No, oh, no, it's it's a national audience, and you'll have I'm sure that will be one of the top five or six most watched regular season games of the year coming up because the Cowboys are institution on on Thanksgiving. Redskins Cowboys mm-hmm. is always a draws a lot of eyes, no matter how good the teams are. It's just. You know, by the textbook definition of primetime. Hey, they figured they didn't have to give us no 8 o'clock games. We'll get them that Cowboy game. There's your ratings game. You're done with the Redskins. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I mean, I hate having to play the Cowboys on a Thursday after playing them on a Sunday and then have to go to Pittsburgh 10 days later. But uh, we'll get into that. Um, Let's go and run through the schedule. So week one, uh, opening at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, a 1 p.m. kick on Fox the second year in a row, and the third time in four years that opened up against Philly. A week later, on September 20th, versus the Cardinals, a 405 kick in um, Glendale. Dating back to December of 2000, the Redskins have won 10 of 12 games with Arizona. That's their most successful opponent mm. during the Dan Snyder era. <laughs> At least we beat Bring them back to the division. Yeah. <laughs> So, please, where do I sign up? Where's the petition to bring the, the car? Nah, I'm trying to sign up for them right now. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> a week later, uh, against the Browns in Cleveland, a 1 p.m. kick on Fox. Uh, one three straight against the Browns, dating back to twenty or uh, 2008. Uh, I think you remember that uh, Clint Porter's game, was it 12 years ago now, where he went crazy? Yeah. And then the Kirk Cousins game in 2012, and then the Josh Norman game in 2016, uh, when they were in a middle of a little win streak. So they've had a little bit of success versus them. The big one in this little quadrant is the Ravens on October 4th. Uh, they've won two straight against the Bamas from 95 North, but this will likely be the marquee matchup of the season 
at least for the early part of the season for the Redskins. So, uh, any thoughts on those four games there? Listen, four, four of the uh, young, top young quarterbacks in the league. MVP is on the schedule. Got three Heisman Trophy winners. Carson Wentz. True. We don't ever. We ever since Carson Wentz became their quarterback, we never beat him. Um, you better put up some points. Tell you that much. Cause you're giving up points these four yeah. weeks. <laughs> Damn, you already just saying our defense is gonna be giving up thirty. Bro, look who we're playing the first. Four I understand. Weeks. With, I mean. Of the four, obviously Arizona. That that game, I gotta be honest. That one is uh, that's a lot of firepower there, especially since they had the D. Nah, see you you obsess with wide receivers. <laughs> see that's 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 a core. I mean, the connection that we could possibly see with Kyler Murray and D. Hop is gonna be something special with Fitz and Christian Kirk. Like that's a lot of weapons. And then you got Kenyon Drake. Like I mean, they got a lot of firepower on that offense. But we gotta keep in mind that was also a shitty ass team last year. I'm not going to gas a lot of these teams, but I'm not going to gas my team as well. Obviously, the Eagles game is, I mean, open up the season with a division game. That's You want to get Rivera off on the right foot. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the team, you know, brings it that week. But, of course, all the local fans, we're looking at the week four with Baltimore. And, yeah, not too much to say about that because that is the MVP. Yep. If I turn on my TV that Sunday, by the way, with the Cardinals and I see David Moreau getting put in the mix <laughs> by Andy and Isabella, I'm going to be sick. I swear to God, through the TV through the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but to what you said, the Ravens game is definitely the marquee matchup of the early part of the season, if not the whole season for sure. I hold on. They'll look off fan bases and, and they're coming down here and they'll be, they'll hey, be on, there. Paul. There's a lot of purple. Hey, hold on, Paul. What do you have I mean this is the marquee matchup of the season? Oh, it's one it's one of definitely. They're not, not in our conference. We talk they they're not in our division. <laughs> The Ra- no, we are not going to pay the Ravens that kind of respect. They are not the marquee game on our schedule. Week one is way more important than that game. Oh, well, which game is more important? Absolutely, the Philadelphia game. But when we when more marquee. Down rival, that's our, you know, even though they obviously but see, that's the thing. They don't view us as their rival. Yeah, because we've been so shitty. So we can't be acting like they are a rival. They're not. Oh. They, they don't respect us at all. Good reason. We don't respect you either, Baltimore. Fuck out of here. Damn, clip you on this. Yeah, like, I'm just saying. I understand. <laughs> I understand <laughs> why the get. I understand why the local fans. Oh, I can't wait to play the Ravens. But we talk about them. They don't talk about us really. They have they no reason to speak on us, right? Clip, Which I, means the Philly game is clip, the marquee. I, I hear what you're saying. We open up the season with them. Nah, that's the marquee game. Not the Ravens. I will say this, Cliff. To your point, I'm glad that the Eagles were the first game of the season. I don't know if you guys caught Ron Rivera's press conference at some point this week. or it, Maybe it wasn't a press conference. It was a radio hit or something like that. But he said that the Philly game is going to be a measuring stick for, you know, which it sounds like a lot of coach speak. I mean, that's what most coaches say. But it is true. I mean, if you want to see how you stack up against one of the better teams in the NFC, mm-hmm. at least the NFC East, you get Philly coming to your house on the first week of the season, and you can really see how where you are against a team that is expected to contend for the division. I mean, if you come, like I said, this is this this is a situation where you come at week one off no practice and no training camp, and get smoked by Philly and look bad. 
or you can come out and, and give them a challenge. I don't know how much you're going to know, but I think when we see it, we'll know, okay, they look competent. Okay, they don't look competent. This team looks like a total dumpster fire. This looks like a team that actually might be winning some games. I mean, here. So, I'm not with the we'll, we'll know, we'll we'll six stuff. All I know is that's the division champ. The defending division champ will play in week one. And that's also a division champ that's kicked our ass six times in yeah. a row. So, yeah, that's I would have to say this is a measure. Fuck the Ravens. That shit ain't them, them, them birds ain't relevant. Yeah, let to it me, be man. known. Fuck you. Those birds ain't relevant <laughs> to me, man. The Eagles cut our stadium. Last time we played them at home, week one, we were there. Weren't we there? Hell yeah, oh, we were there. Sure was. <laughs> the hottest day of the fucking year. It was like 112 degrees in that bitch. I mean, that joint like a dummy wearing a dark burgundy jersey. I'm like, why am I wearing this? That was the year Terrell Pryor dropped that ball, right? Oh, oh my gosh. That was that year? Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was also the year, I think it was, it was, yeah. it was yeah. Allen that missed the sack. And, and yeah, Aguilar caught the ball. And that's also the game that ended when Kirk but it wasn't one. Remember, it wasn't one. Fumble, Remember, that was the whole thing about that play is that that should have been called back. Should call that shit back. Bum it. You know what's funny? <laughs> All I know is that there was a bunch of mm-hmm. money on that game and then the <laughs> line and people were sick when that joint was over. Oh, man. That's all I know. A bad beat. All right, let's move on. Um, week five, October 11th versus the Rams. Uh, a team that will be traveling from west mm-hmm. to east coast for early kick. Maybe the most polarizing team in the NFL. You know, two years removed from being in the Super Bowl and looking like a team that might be a, a force in the NFC for a long time. Now, I mean, who knows? The Rams might be good. They might be bad. I, I think that if you're asking me right now, I would lean towards yep. their mediocre at best. And, they're, and they had the worst cap situation in the NFL, not even close. Um, besides the Chiefs who have to pay Patrick Mahomes a billion dollars and they had like 17 <laughs> bucks in their account last week. Um, week six against the Giants, uh, a 1 p.m. kick on Fox. We owe them a couple, man. We owe them a couple. First off, Giants fans love to hop in my mentions and talk about how bad Haskins is when the boy Eli Jones is out there fumbling the ball. They've been all in the mentions. Great. Uh, I mean, they, they love it. But they'll be linked forever, Haskins and Jones. And uh, this will be their second matchup. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm choosing to just forget that September game from last year, week three or week four, whatever it was, when Haskins came in relief. But um, this will be a big one. And I'm sure that that'll be a huge storyline going into the game. October 25th. Against the Cowboys, I mean, you already know what it is. The Cowboys are probably going to be the favorite to win the division again or win the division um, this year. And this will be a huge game heading into the bye, uh, which is week eight this year. And then week nine, the Giants again, the second time in 22 days. This time it's in Landover. So, I mean, I look at this four-game stretch here, and I think it's one of the – it's the key portion of the schedule. You have three division games – and you have the buy-in there, so you have a chance to, to get fresh and, and bounce back for the second half of the season. And it's just there's there's a lot of intrigue in these games, and it's a game where you can maybe steal one or two heading into the tougher part of the season. Hey, I agree, man, especially with that week five. I don't think the Rams are going to be that strong as they were in the past. That team's going through a little transition. And I personally think Jared Goff, I think he stinks. Um <laughs> Having the Giants two times in 22 days, that is interesting. There's a few scenarios where a few division teams, obviously AFC, on the AFC side, where you're playing, I think the Jets, I think the Jets and the Dolphins had the same scenario where they're playing two times in 22 days or something. Like that. That's 
get back to back with it. No, no, the Jets and the um, ah, okay, the back to back. are playing back to back with a bye. Yeah, they're that's... playing two times in fifteen days, which seems yeah. like a very odd schedule. That is extremely odd. Doing I that, but know. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to that battle with the Giants. Um, kind of poor already hit on it. These Giants fans are out of control with this Daniel Jones shit. I mean, they're acting like this guy looks like Aaron Rodgers, and he fumbles, and he's still fumbling. We'll talk more on Jones as he fumbles when Chase Young smacks his ass later in the year. Um, not really to speak on the Cowboy game, man. You know what it is. Everybody knows what that game is. But I got to be honest, the way that team is set up right now, they have a lot of offensive firepower. Good for them. It's going to be tough. When it comes to the Cowboys. Oh, Cliff, I didn't say it comes to the Cowboys. Every <laughs> you know, they say the sleeves to say the same shit about us off season champs. You know, off season champs. Every fucking off season, all we hear about is the damn cowboys. And in that all oh, they had the greatest draft. It's like this how are these things how is it that every time like we've been doing this for three years in a row now, where the cowboys get crowned in the offseason? Crowned. Got crying last year with eight and eight. A couple of their fans had a nerve tell me their season wasn't a disappointment. They said that, the, but they swept us, Cliff. You know what I'm saying? That's listen, they, listen, they swept us. Giants, the Giants, the Giants are funny because they sucked for like the last five years. Yeah, they've been pretty skinny. Terrible. Terrible. Your quarterback, you call him Eli Jones. I call him Danny Manning. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy how they just truly yeah. feel like I mean and I'm not trying to say he can't get there but it's just like nobody talks about how he turned the ball over whether it was through the air or putting it on the ground like everything like he's just a surefire prospect and I'm not I'm trying to figure out what I'm missing because I don't the see the funny thing is they didn't want him either they were mad as shit when they drafted him now they acted like yeah we, we like it like it's the Porzingis show yeah. all over again to them but nah, <laughs> right? like in a sense, right? Because when they took Danny Jones, they didn't want Danny Jones. Their fans were heated. Mm-hmm. Then they start calling him Danny Dimes. It's like, what are you talking about? That's you say he was garbage. Now you got, you got, you got a nickname after a preseason game? Right. Like, which one is it? Which is it one, Mike? Which one is it? Giants <laughs> <laughs> fans, just know I doubt any Giants fans are listening to this right now, but just know that I will respond to all your Twitter inquiries with just a video of Dane Downs <laughs> putting 50 balls in the dirt. I, I think I, I sent this to you guys. Uh, he had the second worst rating of passer of passes that went farther than 10 yards down the field. I'm only like what the fuck? I'm like, listen, you didn't want you didn't want Jones. Then you realized that Jones was just he's your guy. They drafted him. And Haskins didn't look good, so they started doing this whole "oh Haskins stinks" thing. But listen, Jones turned the ball over. I think it was twenty three times last year. He threw mm. twelve picks. He had like nine fumbles. Like the, what what Jamal Adams did to him is unconscionable. Like I will bring that up every day if I have to. Just your man has no pocket awareness. He has no accuracy. He has a, a noodle for an arm. Hey, no, 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 Better respect, Sean. <laughs> was leading some RA Jets teams. I don't know if Danny Dimes gonna do that. Hey man, you it, it's evident when Jones plays that he's not that talented. I'm not like no, I'm not saying he's gonna be a bad NFL QB because 
the, the rules are such that, like, you have to be pretty shitty to suck in the NFL now, if you're being real. But physically, he he's not that talented. In right. the NFL is weird because all they ever talk about is how important QB is, but it seems to be the one position where people are cool with you not being that talented. Like, well, he went to Duke and he was under. It'd be like, yo, oh, you know, he went to Ohio State. I know he went to four eight at corner, but he's got intangibles. It's like, what? How, how does that make any sense, man? Straight up, he's like a sixth pick in the draft. When he throws the ball over fifteen yards, it looked like Colt McCoy threw it. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that Giants have this default setting mm-hmm. where they just say, "Oh, Haskins sucks. Haskins sucks. Haskins sucks." This past week, I've seen two things on Twitter. One where the PFF rating where Haskins was higher than Jones. by I mean, not by much, but he was higher on the list. And there was another thing I'm looking for right now. Uh, I don't know if you find uh, follow Derek Klassen uh, at QB Class on Twitter, but he does a really good breakdown of all NFL quarterbacks. And he did a breakdown of all the rookies from last year. It was Murray, Large Gap, Haskins, Lock, Jones, and Minshew. And he had... Uh, I'll just give you the kind of the cliff notes. High highs, some low lows. He attributed to bad coaching and a bad team. He said it should be a top quarterback. or should be a top eight to 14 this quarterback is all, this is year happens. in, year out. For Daniel Jones, had dang, 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 this is happening. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones, if he wins, he's along for the ride. He's not leading you to wins. He had confident low ceiling starter, 16 to 22 range. And if you see the Giants fans, in the mention, just screaming, but Haskins sucks. I'm like, based on what? Like, yeah, but you got to remember, Paul, at one point, they were all in for Haskins because they thought they were going to get Haskins. That Danny Jones shit started a little late when it was draft time last year. How many many games did Daniel Jones start last year? Yeah. Yeah. I think like 13. They stamped him out. Yeah, he's going to Yeah, but you know why? Because it was was because of that fucking Tampa game. Yeah, when they went off, but that's when Tampa's defense was that playing. Was like week, like it was NFL like week three, bro. And hey. he played like trash to start the game, which is why they fell behind in the first place. And at that box game, there were people going on TV saying, oh, was, I know I said Jones. It was all over the team. Oh, I know I said I think Jones is going to be bad, but I changed my mind. It's like, how mm-hmm. do you change your mind off a of half of football? Versus the Bucks. <laughs> right. No offense to the Bucks, but Bucks were playing great Listen, football at that point. Week I three, will like, never understand the Daniel Jones hype. I just won't. I put him in the same category as Trubisky and Bortles. Two other guys where I'm like, I don't understand where. I don't know where you came from. I don't know how the hell you got drafted this high. You must be in the Illuminati or some shit. I had never heard of you. <laughs> Trubisky, I had never heard of. I'm a top five pick. Blake Bortles, same thing. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, same thing. Where did you come from? It's funny how the uh, Peyton Manning and the Eli Manning and the David that, That's exactly Stanford what it was. Gets you violently. Because he wasn't good at he wasn't good at Duke. And if you want to keep it a stack, you're not really playing at the highest level of D1 football. It, it is a Power 5 conference school. But Jones wasn't good in college. He was just a guy who was look, tall, look the part, athletic, and the control look ball. The part and now you're seeing more of the same in the league. Like he could... Thank you. He Absolutely. looks the part. I mean, I don't remember any games in, in ACC football where I, did he ever beat a Florida State? Did they ever? Did Duke ever win a big time game under Danny Jones? Also, what the fuck is this David Cutcliffe shit, man? Both the guys he coached aren't even in the league. He's the QB yeah. guru. The guru of who? The Manning brothers. 
That's that ass. You're not even in the league anymore. So who the fuck else you put out, bro? Oh. They think this is enough. This think this is Your another magic calling. Your last album was twenty years ago. <laughs> How are you a QB guru? <laughs> when the only oh. QBs you put in the league were the fucking Manning brothers. <laughs> that be like who couldn't help Peyton? Like Peyton and me. The fuck is you talking about? I <laughs> don't disrespect David. That sounds good. I have disrespected David Cutcliffe. But you haven't produced a quarterback in a while. Did you keep the guru tag forever? Is that how that shit works? He damn sure didn't keep Daniel Jones' turnover down. Tell you that much in college. All right, week 10, we're talking with the Lions. Um, by the way, the Lions and the Russians were only two teams without a primetime game. Kind of a side note. I feel there's going to be a mutiny this year for – Matt Patricia. I feel like the Lions season can go one of two ways. Either they're going to be better than expected, and they're going to say Patricia's going to be a genius, or their season's going to go bad, there's going to be a mutiny, and he's going to get fired. I don't think there's any in between where he, they just tried to walk he might get fired after we give him a job. Week 11, Bengals, 1 p.m. kick on CBS. The last time these two teams squared off was the 27 all-tie back in London uh, in 2016. This game is notable on a couple levels. First off, it's Joe Burrow, the first pick, versus Chase Young, the second pick. Also, the Haskins versus Burrow angle. Uh, we all know that Haskins beat up Burrow for a starting job at Ohio State. Burrow went on to LSU and have maybe the greatest season in college football history. The rest is history at that point. So, yeah, that game has some intrigue. Resident beat the Bengals is 91. I, I can believe it. Yeah. Now, what I'm yeah. saying is it always seemed like our good years were their bad. Like, every time we were good, we didn't play them. Right, we usually got them when they were really good, and we sucked. Except for that uh, yeah. London game. Yeah, I forgot about that. God right. damn it! Hopkins missed the kick, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tie, right? Did we time? Yep, sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it! God damn it, Hopkins! God Just damn it, Cousins! It's like forty yards away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, but it was either Rudy Johnson or it was Benson, but they went off and somebody <laughs> took the shit out of HB Blades. Hey, what a name I, drop. Just in my mind. I, 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 I remember that randomly. <laughs> All right, so November 26th, Thanksgiving, 4.30 kick at Dallas. Uh, this It makes four years out of five. The rest of the film Thanksgiving, Jeez. we've lost four straight in Dallas. So, yeah, that's going to be another big one, and we'll finish off the month of November – I'm sorry, this is the first week of December. In Pittsburgh, a 1 p.m. kick mm-hmm. on Fox. Uh, they've lost six straight versus Pittsburgh, and like the Bengals, Jesus. haven't beaten them since 1991. And that's the toughest part of the schedule to me. If you if you look at the Lions-Bengals, but then you get the Cowboys and the Steelers, and that leads you into an even tougher back half of, of yeah. that month of December. But we'll get into that. So, what were your thoughts on those four games? I hope we start out strong because that the, those final two weeks and that four game stretch is—I don't think that's going to be pretty. Um, but we, as we know, anytime we go to Detroit, we always struggle when we go to Detroit. So, hopefully, under Rivera, you know, we start mm-hmm. changing some of these having ones since nineteen ninety something or House of Horrors with the New Yorks and Detroits and shit. Like, hopefully, we can get some of this turned around because that's. It's a tough stretch, and you said this is your tough stretch, but mine is coming with the next four. So there is a there is a scenario where that's four L's. We know this. Mm. 
two of those teams. The funny thing about the Bengals and the Lions is they have been two of the worst franchises in the goddamn league. And we are the only team in the league that has, hasn't beat the Lions since. No one else has that. Haven't right. beat the Bengals. The Bengals, bro. Since 91. Uh, uh. Ain't, beat the, beat the Lions since, ain't beat the Bengals since Achilles Smith was their quarterback. Who, who do y'all think the quarterback was when we beat him? Was it David Klingler? <laughs> Boomer? It had to be one of them, too. Let's see. It was Boomer Assassin. Guess who started for us? I mean, I know you guys know who started for us. Yeah, Rippin. Rippin? We went to 4 and out of 34 27 at Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> Gerald Riggs. Three rushing. Three Shout rushing out touchdowns. Gerald Riggs. Brian Mitchell, 66 yard punt return. Yeah. Touchdown? I see. B Bates? Yep. Hey, Corey, what is this? Everybody used to call Triple Miller Cricket Foot? <laughs> cricket Foot. <laughs> So disrespectful. She's like, you know, <laughs> 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 nah, but Cliff, Cliff is right, man. Only us. I mean, if I'm sitting here thinking about the teams that I can't remember us ever beating in my memory, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Chiefs come to mind. I, I just can't remember us ever beating these teams. And I've been a wrestling fan for so 30 bad, years. Man. So how is it possible? But hey, man, it's a it's it's been a long process of being shitty. Let's just hope, you know, it's fresh of breath air here now. We got rid of the devil, Bruce Allen. It's a new era. So let's start the process yeah, of trying. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Let's get into these last four games. And uh, it doesn't get easier, uh, especially coming off a short week. This is death row. Getting the Steelers 10 days later. Yeah, you get the best team in the NFC, the 49ers on December 13th, a 425 cake on Fox. Uh, the Trent Williams revenge game, and to a lesser degree, the Kyle Shanahan revenge game part two, uh, flying from east to west. I know that's not the same thing as flying from west to east, but you know you're far away from home, and it's you just it's just a another wrinkle that's going to slow you down. The next week, you get maybe the second best team in the mm-hmm. conference, with the Seahawks, coming to town, a one p.m. kick on Fox. Um, a week later, you get the Panthers. Uh, I don't care what Ron Rivera says. I know this game will be a lot to him. I'm sure the team will rally behind him. And I, I don't want to be extremely negative on my own podcast, but this could be like a the loser gets the number two or three pick in the draft sort of situation, like how last year with the Giants in the second last game of the season, the loser gets Chase Young. It's just something to think about. Just something to think about. And we finish up at home probably January 3rd versus Eagles in their place. Thoughts on the last stretch of the uh, schedule? Um, that's San Francisco and Seattle back to back. I consider them two powerhouses in the NFC, let alone in the NFL. That 49ers defense, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, and having to go to Philly to finish the season. We know how we are in Philadelphia. It's never a pretty sight. This is tough, man. I'm hoping the team about, will pick it up for Rivera in week 16. I kind of thought they would have put that Carolina game a little earlier in the season, but I hope that's the day the team comes to play for Rivera because you know that's going that game's going to mean a lot to him. But that San Francisco Seattle back to back to finish the year Philly is that's brutal to me. Yeah. Um, look, we we talking about see like 
potential Super Bowl team, right? San Francisco almost won the damn thing. Mm-hmm. But again, it all depends. Like, I, it's hard for me to have a perspective on something this late this season because I don't know the state of our team. But obviously, beating Carolina would be incredibly important to Rivera. I mean, yeah, so look at the schedule. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. I don't expect the team to make the playoffs. So there are certain weeks that I'm like, that's the kind of game. Like, if you're going to win, if you're going to go six and ten, seven and nine, there are certain weeks I do want to win. And mm-hmm. I would consider Carolina one of those games. Absolutely. Now we've gone through the 16. Uh, we didn't give a week-by-week win-loss, but we can just give our little expectation for how the season will go. I'll start off by saying I would love to see them go – I'd love to see them go 7-9. and nine. That's my goal for them. I don't expect the stars in the moon and expect them to be 10-6. It's just unrealistic. I think you won three games last year, so I think winning seven games – Shows a lot of improvement, and I honestly would love to see them just just don't get blown out all the time. Like I, I would love to see a game where I watch sixty minutes of football, and I'm like, they played well, they played hard today. Like I, they didn't embarrass me at all. Like games last year where you're losing by, to the Patriots by one point at halftime, and you end up losing by twenty five. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? Um, just don't get blown out. Just go and have a, a season where you show me progress, and you're not out here just embarrassing your fans. On a weekly basis. Well, for me, I think worst case scenario, six and ten. Best case scenario, I say would be an eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, I think Rivera's worth a two, three game win increase to the twenty nineteen season because um, we had pretty poor coaching here. I mean, we mm-hmm. all know that. Um, I don't know, man. I just think with the with the addition of Del Rio, I just feel like the defense is just they're going to be. They're going to keep us in games, man. It's not going to be a situation where I don't I don't see many blowouts. I think the team is going to be well prepared to play. It's not going to be a lot of situations where we have a lot of players having missed assignments like we saw weekly with Josh Norman and the entire secondary. I think we we, we should see some improvement. I'm, like Cliff said, I'm, I'm not expecting playoffs. That'd be too much, especially with what's going on with the offseason this year and not having many camp OTAs, et cetera, everything being virtual. But – just having the team being in a better situation, being coached up with Rivera, Del Rio, we have to see what Scott Turner does because he is a question mark. He doesn't really have much of a track record. Obviously, he's the son of North Turner. We're hoping he can come here and spice up our offense, but obviously it's going to be a transition for him because he hasn't had the time to get get with his players. So, like I said, worst case, 6-10. and 10. Best case, I say 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, hey, man, we basically didn't have coaching last year. That's how I'm treating last year's season. The team was a team good. No, what made it worse is we had no coach. Mm-hmm. So we t- couldn't even max out our potential as a team because there was no coaching. I think if you had a better coach, maybe you do win six games, seven games. Right, right, right. Instead, you had a guy who basically knew he was about to be fired. The next guy who they replaced him with basically spent the first three, four weeks trying to make sure we didn't lose by 60 points. I don't know what the fuck those game plans were. So, 
right? That's what last season was, was like the worst case scenario for that roster. So if you give us an actual coach with an actual game plan each week, that probably is worth two, three wins at least. So all we can look for is improvement. We know it's going to come down to the quarterback. That's going to be the main topic of discussion all year. And how he plays week to week. What Does he even start week one? What happens if he doesn't start week one? So that's going to be the main storyline for the season. Um, This is really about, let's see what's going on with Haskins in this offense. Obviously, we got Chase Young. Defense should be better. Haskins got to prove that he he should have the job long term. Because I feel like if Haskins can get through this season as the quarterback, then we're going to see him just keep elevating from there. There's just also a chance this is the last season he starts here. That's just reality. Well said. I agree. Uh, yeah, man. Three and ten is hard to accomplish if you think about it. I mean, it's hard to lose thirteen games. You you didn't even win any mm-hmm. game by accident. Like, they were getting blown out left and right. Better coaching, a, a quarterback room that might have been a little bit more stable than it was last year, a defensive coordinator that had a clue about how to run a defense and wasn't putting a highly drafted speed rusher in coverage, you know, maybe that might have been nice. Uh, a cornerback that was more interested in game planning than starring in cats. Uh, you know, these, these things might have been helpful last year, but you didn't have that, and it led to you losing 13 games. Just the subtraction or addition by subtraction, lose those things. You bring in a coaching staff and players that want to be here and want to work hard. I mean, maybe you eke out three or four more wins. You know, you talk about Haskins in year two. Uh younger players who are elevated in the system now to get more prominent roles. You talk about people like Wes Martin, like Cole Holcomb, guys who are going to be in year in year two and year three of the program. Maybe you get to, to eight wins. You know, I just want to see improvement. I want to see guys come out here and compete, and I want to hey, know that this Three, four wins. If the team goes from three wins to seven wins, that's – as a fan base, I don't see how we could be mad at that. So – it, it, we've had many issues from the coaching staff to not having enough talent, but now I feel like there is some talent on this team, and obviously we have coaches in place that can probably elevate this roster to not be as three and thirteen and four and twelve. Like that's just—I mean, you got to be real, really, really bad to be three and thirteen, which is what we were last year. But the addition of Ron Rivera instantly for me improves this game. It, this team, by right? Which you, you, so. you see them already predicting. What was that one prediction model that Mike Clay had? It's one in 15. Well, they don't believe in a quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Part of that goes to the youth of the team. They don't Definitely. expect unestablished players to come in to be good. And, and that's yeah, a fair point. We have a lot of young players. I think I our 22 is going to be that youngest, man. One of the youngest in the league, easily. Yeah, I'd be very shocked to see the starting 22 come September or whenever the season kicks off and not see us be in the top three or top four of, like, youngest teams. Like, we're going to be young. I think I counted, like, five players 30 above, and two of them yeah, were definitely. the kicker. Like, like, on so offense, you're a young team. Skill position, Extremely that's young. the youngest group in the league. Easily. Yeah. And left tackle. Young. Our O-line in general is pretty young. Yep. For right. an O-line. Shoot, you're talking about, like, uh, you're talking about uh, Sheriff being 26 and being, like, one of the five or six we know our people on the team. is incredibly young. This and you know, let's see what happens with Thomas Davis, whether he starts. Then you got um, Landon Collins is 25, man. It, 
which is crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> right? So, we got a young team. And, and, and I think because we don't really have a lot yeah. of, like, outside of Chase, if you think about the young guys we have on offense, a lot of those guys were are terrible players. Yep, not a lot so, of big names. Yep. There is going to be a level of it that is people just sort of sleeping on the team, but we we shouldn't have questioned the models last year, and we shouldn't be questioning yeah. them again this year. Yeah, man. I, listen, I'm not even making a apples to apples comparison, but let's just go back to the way people were talking about the 49ers right. last year around this time. They thought they were going to be trash. But the Niners won the worst team in the league two or three years ago. Last year, they were damn near perfect mm-hmm. up, up until like what, yep. week 12, week 13, when they got their first L. Uh, you look like I said, it's not an apples apple comparison, and I would bet the house that that's not going to happen here. But just to, to sit here and be like, "Oh well, they're young and they were bad, so they're going to be bad again," is foolish, in my opinion. Yes, we're young, and it's wise to a degree to assume that young players aren't going to be great off the bat. But you know, anything can happen. I'm not even saying let's go three and thirteen. Let's go eight and eight. Let's go out and be competitive. Let's show that this thing's heading in the right direction with a young roster. And we have mentioned this in the past. Hey, man, Ron Rivera said he came here for a reason. He liked the talent on his roster. And as we know, Ron Rivera didn't have to choose our franchise. So clearly there's there's something that he sees with the talent on his roster. So let's see if he could get it elevated and let's get this process going, man. I'll also say this. If we do go 3-13 with one of the youngest teams in the league, we would then be going into the following season with a new quarterback, right? Potentially Trevor Lawrence. Right. Potentially $100 million in cap space. So I, it is hard for me to look at our team and the situation it's in right now and be laid down on our situation. We have young talent on the team. We're going to have a lot of cap space. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with the quarterback. That's really the main question at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't want to even make this a anti-Haskins thing. It might come off that way. But if Haskins Perfect. were Perfect. to be bad next year and stink, I mean, okay. I mean, that sucks and everything like that because that means you're starting over a quarterback, but you're also guaranteeing yourself another really highly touted quarterback in 2021 with the same cap space, with the extra third-round pick that you got for Trent Williams. And if you're three and thirteen, I wouldn't be surprised to see them start pawning off people like Ryan Kerrigan come right. trade deadline time. Uh, I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm just saying that could happen. You have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, assets at your disposal. Just, like Cliff said, Owen comes down to quarterback, yeah. and if he sucks, you'll get Trevor Lawrence. You'll get Justin Fields. You know, you'll uh, get Trey, what was the the um, from uh, North Dakota State? Trey Lance. Yeah, who looks like Trey Lance? Looks... Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Yeah, well, we gotta have that in December. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> like I told you, I didn't right. know. I'm like a number one pick to me. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, I think I think the good thing here is there, this is such a up or shut up season for Haskins that, like, unlike some other franchises, we are not gonna be holding on to a young quarterback just for the sake of doing it. Right? Yeah, no. So he this. You are either going to prove that you should be the quarterback long term this season, or you will not be the quarterback in 2021. It's pretty simple. 
folks out there, please don't take this as we want Haskins to fail because that is the last thing that we would want to see. <laughs> we, we, we're just not the typical haters of every day where people just consistently are just dogging this kid. I think Haskins has a lot of talent. So. I've seen more talented quarterbacks than him fail. So mm-hmm. let's see. Let's get it, Seven. You can do it, baby. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Let's assume that this season goes to plan. Away game. Where are we headed? I know. Corey, where have we been? That's on the schedule this year. We've been to San Fran. We've been to Arizona. We've, we've been, been to Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Right? All three games are on the schedule again. We've been to Baltimore. I mean, we don't play there this year, but we've been to Baltimore. Uh, what would you say the nicest stadium of that three is? I, San Fran, one. Arizona, two. Pittsburgh, three. And that's not like to knock Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a great football yeah. scene. It's right, right there on the river, next to a casino, like right there on the strip. The the tailgate scene is amazing. But San Fran, easily the nicest stadium I've ever been to. And this was yep. what 2014 when it was like brand. San Francisco Stadium's best yeah. stadium we've probably been to. Like, you know, when you walk up into the stadium, like it's it felt like you were walking into like some Braveheart type shit. Mm-hmm. Gladiator type shit like that. Were their stadium was official. <laughs> I mean, just the way how they allow the fans to get into the stadium. It's not like chaos like outside of FedEx. Like it's just beautiful. The way you walk into that stadium, if you remember this, Corey, you walk in and there isn't. You really, when I'm sorry, when you walk into the stadium, I think that you're already on the main yep. concourse. The main concourse is already like on the level of going up mm-hmm. to the second mm-hmm. level of the stadium, the second tier of the stadium, you either walk down into the ball or you go up. So there's not a lot of, like, walking around if you're going to let the nosebleeds. So you're in and out. It's quick. The only thing that sucks about that stadium is nowhere. it's not yep. in San Francisco. It's an hour away in Santa Clara, which sucks. But, you know, you know, Jeez. a lot of people are doing that because they don't have the space for it. Um, same with Arizona. Arizona was fun. I was you that, that was terrible. That drive to Francisco right now. That should have cost you about. It wouldn't even be worth it. Oh, I believe <laughs> that's why they put it where they put it. Shoot, <laughs> you don't got the space to do it, right. and it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg, more than an arm and a leg to put it. Not, in there. To, not to get it off. It just of, didn't um, make sense. What was I gonna tell you? Uh, not to get I off. I guess of, you put the twenty twenty opponents, sorry. but do we go to Vegas in twenty twenty one? Okay. Let's check. Sure do. Uh, but is yeah. that where we're going? <laughs> <laughs> hear me out. 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 One, I don't know if I would want to go to Vegas for a football game because when I go to Vegas, I only want to do one thing, and it's not go to a football game, if you catch my drift. Two, we also go to Denver next year, and Denver seems like a great place to go. It's going to depend on when that Denver game is, because we're not going to go to Denver, Colorado in December. Yeah, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> but I'll be with you on that. Yeah, Denver would definitely be a cool spot. Mile High Stadium? Absolutely. Where else, where else we Mile playing? High, get high. We're playing the... Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So we, next year we play the, the NFC South? Is it the South? I think, again? Yeah, it's the South. Yes, that means... We're going to Carolina again, and we're going. I would to definitely go to Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta has I would go to Atlanta. Yeah, I would definitely go to Atlanta. Drinking three dollar yeah. beers. Eat Atlanta has the greatest concession stand nice prices in the from history FedEx. of concession stands. Like their beers are like five bucks a pop or some shit. Hey, take notes, Daniel Snyder. You want to right. know how to win? Oh, what you mean? Yeah. Stop charging. Beer man comes down the aisle of FedEx. FedEx first off. I'm like two beers. That'll be like 35 bucks. What? <laughs> I hollered beer, man. 
Can I get four beers for me, Corey, Mitch, and, and Cliff? <laughs> yes, sir. That'll be uh, 85 bucks. I'm like, what? Say what? Did I fucking order for you? What? 85 dollars. I'm like, you don't got a square and you don't got no spike. You taking cash only. I'm like, bro, it's 2020. Who got cash on them these days? <laughs> That's real shit. The Dallas move fucked up the whole. Yeah, man. Also, Thanksgiving. That was definitely. Dallas I thought that was going to be our group this year, but yeah. We'll have to postpone the Dallas trip. I did say, assuming the season goes to schedule. And I know y'all going to make fun. Hear me out. I wouldn't mind even going to Cleveland for real. I know you're a fan. You're a fan I wouldn't go to Cleveland. You know, and under perfect circumstances. Let alone a fucking pandemic. Cliff sound like Joe Kim Dolan shit. Cleveland, what the dog. fuck is in Cleveland? Damn pandemic out here. I'm in <laughs> Cleveland by choice. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, for fans listening, if you want the whole like football experience, the football town, you want to go to dive bars and you want to just Pittsburgh. do that whole scene. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit seems like a good move for that. You want to go to a city and party and have a good time and feel a little bit more sophisticated, for lack of a better word, Dallas, uh, New York, I guess. Uh, Where else? San Fran would definitely be a good move. Uh, I can't really recommend Arizona. Arizona was fun, but Arizona was too much spread around for for my liking. Um, I feel even that the hotel was like, right? Thirty miles from the airport. I feel. Whole like. time we thought we were close. A long ass drive to the airport. This is the worst year for this coronavirus. the worst year for this coronavirus because these are some great games to attend on the road, nigga. What if it comes to situation? Right? We can't go nowhere. We can't go, nigga. What if we can't go to the home game? Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, damn, dog. I'm, I'm being dead. What's the last W we went to? I think the last time I saw him win a game. God damn, was it Redskins Packers serious? in 2017? I think we didn't see no W in the game. Nigga, hell no. And that was Joe Alex we, guy. We went to one game? Two yep. games. You Remember right. that smoke Damn. by the Colts, too. The last W we Got went to was in 2017. Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. Was that 27? Or was that 2016? No. That's 2016 because 2017, um, Deshaun and yeah. were gone. Damn, that's fucking dog. terrible, man. Hey, that's, have we look, seen any? Right. We, we saw some game, W's dog. on the road, though, right? In Baltimore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you want to consider Baltimore away, over that, we yeah. call straight L's on the road. Fuck yeah! Hey, if you think about it, not one game we've been to on the road minus the Cardinals joint a few years back has been close. And remember Flip that I warned y'all. Okay, to stay Sorry. away from FedEx. Pleaded, do not go to the Houston game. We've been winning games. <laughs> we've been in the basement. Let's stay in the basement. Nah, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta Dog. go. <laughs> you know, Josh Norman said we need to represent. Bro. Yeah, but it's not a good idea. Dog. All I remember is Paul saying Alex is down. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Did I see the cart coming out? Cliff, as soon as he went down, I turned to Corey. It was like, "Watch the sideline. Here comes the aircast." God, he definitely. We've been in two up. games where we've seen our quarterback's legs shredded. Twenty thirteen playoff game versus Seahawks, early January, and Alex Smith. Mm. Well, luckily I don't remember that 2013 game. Well, shit, we were at the game when Griff got hit so. first. Not yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, so stop <laughs> going to games. True, true. <laughs> Cliff, we you got the reason why. why but guys, <laughs> every time you guys go near that stadium, that Alex Smith season, everything was going great. We went. It was. Remember you remember the Colts so game? Colts game was a disaster. You're like, y'all were like, oh, nah, no more games. Yep. I was like, yeah, sure. We'll see. 
We saw real football games. <laughs> Y'all didn't go to the Packers game, remember? Because you play the Packers at home, right? Yep. Y'all didn't go. Yep. Did we play the Eagles at home? Who's the opportunity to beat at home? 28. Oh, no, Cowboys. Y'all didn't go to the Cowboys game either. You beat the Cowboys at home. Nope, we didn't. Nope, you were always by yours truly. Can you guys please stay away from FedEx? We have a good thing going right now. Oh, we have not, you guys have not been going to games. We've been winning football games. Stay away from FedEx, man. Let's just see how long we keep this run going for. Hey, we get a W Paul Mason, with me and Paul. Like, fuck it. That, that, what, was that, what, what game was that? Was that the Bucks game that happened the week before? Because uh, then, then the players were like, oh, they need to come out. Work yeah, it was Bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, when Norman was popping shit, saying they mm-hmm. play better on the road and shit. Listen, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I blame Corey for this. He's always the, the <laughs> motherfucker on StubHub right after the game talking about, oh, these tickets going for $55. Let's hop on these joints. And he, he let DJ Squarger gas him up talking about, let's get his home fans uh, pumped up. I'm, hey, Cliff, you see how far okay, okay, I'll go along with right, this. But give it a Saturday night fall, be like, he'll screenshot StubHub. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm going to consider this one a 50 50. <laughs> I, I I know I tried to warn y'all multiple times. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to the game, guys. I'm telling y'all, shit is going good right now. Like, we went to that Colts game. We thought we were about to beat the Colts. Colts mopped us. We looked sure did. Static. We did, did, do, shit we did do shit that day off. Yeah, no, I tried to warn oh y'all. Mm. Now, now they got E60s about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> oh. Everything that touches our team goes to ruins, man. I got tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> you won't find me in that. That does sound like that. I won't find me in that stadium for other reasons because, but oh. I told y'all, you're not finding me in that stadium this year. If it's up to me, I don't go to a game until they open a new stadium. I'm cool watching the game from home. Damn, Cliff, that's how you feel, yeah, we, dog. We have, one, NFL games are not a great experience for me. Once the game starts. Especially like when you're the, losing and you got to sit the on the tailgate is fine. The walk into the stadium, standing there, nah, man. Nah, I, don't, I, actually, I actually don't like that part. So. Well, shit, it hasn't been, it hasn't been much of a hassle to get inside FedEx because ain't nobody been there. <laughs> Right. Fuck no. You've been in your seats. Leave the car at 1250 in your seat at 110. You, you had time to see the fucking <laughs> national anthem and the flyover. 